Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And when I'm talking about spiritual growth, what I'm referring to is growth in our relationship with God and in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do today in this episode is continue on with this whole theme of us being peacemakers. When Jesus calls us to himself, he doesn't call us just to be with him. Like it's not just us and him, and then everyone else can go figure it out. <laughs> we, we are called to be with him, but also to be connected with one another. And that one another part is what I'd like to take a closer look at today, along with us being a peacemaker. If you want to take some time and review this whole aspect of peacemaking versus being someone who is a peacekeeper, take some time and review some of the previous podcast episodes so that we don't take any additional time right now and review unnecessary items when you can just go ahead and look back on some of the other episodes. So, being a peacemaker, involving relationships with one another. Now, (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I think it's safe to say I do know about you because you're not too terribly different than me. In the sense that people on the surface, aren't really a problem. But when we get beneath the surface, that's where we start running into things, right? I mean, when everything is just on a surface level, it can be pretty much fine. Someone says, how are you doing? You say, "Ah, I'm doing fine. But typically that's because you have a surface relationship with that person and It's all right to have surface relationships because that's just part of life. Not everyone is going to be significant in our interactions, but we are not designed to be an island. We're not designed to be hermits. We are designed to interact with each other, and that's when we function best, even when it's uncomfortable. And I would say especially when it's uncomfortable. And for those who are in a place of leadership in the body of Christ, you definitely will know what I mean when I say 
it's uncomfortable when people begin to get closer together because we start rubbing against each other, kind of like rocks in a rock tumbler. <laughs> Put rocks in a rock tumbler, that's one of the ways that we get a rock to be polished is by putting it in a rock tumbler with other rocks and the rocks start knocking into each other and knocking off the edges, polishing things up. And that is one of the ways in which we get a rock into better condition, much like God working with us as we are put together with other people. I don't always like the way someone is rubbing me or the other way around. Someone doesn't always like the way I come across. And that's actually important. That's not a sign of something being bad. That's actually a sign that something is good. We are getting beneath the surface because surface relationships do not host the presence of the Lord. He does not settle in on surface performance. He settles in on the heart. The inner core is where God begins from and moves out from. It's not the other way around, not the outside in, it's the inside out. And in order for us to have some of our insides taken care of, we need to have our exteriors knocked around a little bit, <clears throat> so to speak, excuse me. I spent a lot of time talking yesterday, so my voice is a little bit raspy. Please bear with me. So, in our relationships, we knock against each other, and sometimes that knocks some of the rough edges off of us. But we feel it. You know how it is when someone addresses you in a way that is uncomfortable to you and it offends you? Or someone does something and it offends you? You know that feeling inside where you're like, ah, kind of angry, upset, hurt, embarrassed, <clears throat> all that stuff. That feels unhealthy or it feels awkward, but it's actually a good thing because what it does is it brings us to a place where we are called to do one of two things. One is we are either called to make peace or we are called to receive something from someone else because oftentimes we don't do things intentionally. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do things and we know it's going to upset the other person and we do them anyway. But more often than not, we're not out to hurt other people's feelings. And when we do, it often, and again, I use the word often, it often takes us by surprise unless we start hearing the same thing over and over from a variety of other people, right? Someone comes up to him and says, <clears throat> David, I don't like the way that you're talking to me because it makes me feel this way. And let's just say it would be, it makes me feel ashamed. Well, that's one thing if one person said that, that might be an issue in their life. But if three other people who aren't in relationship with each other, three other people independent of each other come to you and say, you know, when you talk to me, 
you have kind of a shaming way of talking, and it makes me feel shame, man. You kind of, you lack tact. You don't really address things properly. Well, more than likely, that's something that you need to take a look at versus getting defensive. You know that feeling of getting defensive where you say, I don't I don't know. That's that. That's not that, that. That that's not me. That must be your problem. Well, how about the fact that it just might be an issue that you need to address, or you might be the person who needs to do the situation the other way. You need to work the situation the other way around. You need to be the one addressing something. Now that can even be a little more difficult. I recently had a situation come my way, and it was in a small group gathering, 10 people, not a big crowd of people, but 10 people nonetheless, and we were getting ready to sit down and go through a particular teaching together. And someone was going to facilitate the teaching, be a teacher, and so as they were getting ready, I happened to have my eyes closed so that I could begin focusing well, in front of everybody, the teacher said to me, why do you have your eyes closed? Why don't you open your eyes? It's a distraction because you have your eyes closed. And are you even paying attention? And they didn't say it to me privately. They said it to me in front of the other people. Well, that upset me. And it took me about 10 minutes to regain my thoughts, and then I was able to engage back in. I didn't say anything to the group of people. I tried dealing with it afterwards, just saying, ah, you know, don't be too overly sensitive. Just talk to myself. Well, it continued bothering me throughout the night, and I woke up the next day, and it was still bothering me. And there was that thing that came to mind in the teachings of Jesus, just after he said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be known as or called children or sons of God. And then he goes on to say, if you remember when you're offering your gift that you have someone who has something against you, leave your gift at the altar and go get things right. Well, I have a rule of thumb that if I can't resolve it within a day and it stays with me for the next day, then I need to take action and do something about it. That's a good rule of thumb for anybody. Take action. Do something about it. There's a proverb that says that the kisses of an enemy are deceitful, but the wounds of a friend, they're actually faithful. Meaning, someone who's your friend, if they tell you that you've hurt them or that there's something going on and they want to address it in your life and it's hurtful to you, but they're a friend, that wound, that's faithful, man. Don't turn that aside and say, ah, well, they don't know what they're talking about. No, they, they know. They're, they're coming out with love. They, they want the best for you. And sometimes we have blind spots. We can't see ourselves the way other people see us, because we have blind spots. We all have blind spots. And those blind spots are what knock into each other. And we need 
to stay in relationships so that we continue to knock against each other because that's one of the ways that we get ourselves in a place where we are perfected. God uses other people. (laughs) And I say, I wish he wouldn't do that. Well, me too, but he does. And because he uses other people, we can't do what we are tempted to do, and that is when something is uncomfortable, just walk away from it or pretend that it didn't happen or find somewhere else to go. Because those things are available for us to do. Previously in society, that may not have been the case, where we couldn't just go to the next church because we didn't like what was going on in this church, because there's so many churches to choose from. There may have been only one church, and when you didn't get along with someone, you had to work it out. Well, I think that's actually a healthy thing. And us having a disposable society mentality, a mentality that is disposable, where, well, if I don't like it, I can just dispose of it. We never grow in depth and we never get to a place where we can host the presence of the Lord because God wants to be comfortable in our midst and he is not comfortable where there's strife. He doesn't abide where things are chaotic or they are full of strife. He abides in a place of peace, a place of love place of understanding, a place of depth, a place that has been prepared for him, a place that's clean. And having relationships that are out of order is like having a house that's unclean. It's unfit for anyone else to live in because there's just too much junk in there. Well, we are called to be peacemakers, not necessarily on a large scale all the time, where we go in and we change the entire environment in the city. I believe in that. I look for that. I long for that, and that will take place. However, sometimes it's as simple as making amends with your friend, your fellow believer, sometimes with your spouse. We are in a place where we need to have relationships that we can tumble together in. Not always getting along. If we only hang out with people that we always get along with, none of us will grow because none of us will be challenged. We need to have that friction. We need to have that stuff that goes on in order for us to grow. And as a leader, it's important for us not to be the people that let people come and complain to us about someone else. When we have people come to us complaining about what someone else is doing, We need to direct them to go back to that person and stop coming to us. We don't want to hear it. We direct them back to the other people because that's how we get people to grow up. Otherwise, those people will continue to be needy and come to you and want you to solve their problems. And they're more than glad to let you do it if you let them. And it will wear you out. You will have ulcers. You will have headaches. You'll have high blood pressure. You'll get sick. Your body won't function well because you are too stressed out. We're not designed to take other people's problems. As a leader, we need to redirect people back to where they need to go in order to deal with the problem 
and to help them if they need help, but to direct them back so it becomes their responsibility so that we can all grow up to be a mature person individually, but also collectively. To have a collective group of people that are mature is a powerful thing. And in order for that to take place, we need to be able to tumble together. We need to be able to make peace. To go to the person and say, you offended me. That's what I had to do with this person. I went to them. The next day, I had to go to them and say, you addressed me in an improper way. And I want to say this so that I don't carry a resentment around. And I look forward to having long-term relationship with you. That's why I'm bringing it up, because I don't want this small thing to turn into a big thing. How many of us know that if we let small things go, we sweep them under the carpet, we don't deal with them, they get to become big things. All of us know that. You know that. I know that. There's no big surprise. <clears throat> Procrastination and denial are not our friends. They're not healthy components for healthy relationships. Procrastination and denial. Being proactive and living in reality is the healthy basis for us to grow in. That's where love thrives, even when it's uncomfortable. So my encouragement is, in this podcast episode, deal with the stuff that creates friction within you soon. Do it quickly. And also, when someone comes to you with things that you have done or they feel that you've done, don't cut them off. Don't tell them that they're wrong or don't say to yourself that they're wrong. Open yourself up and let the truth penetrate. If it's not true, then that's an opportunity to explain what's going on so that there is peace. But if it is true, acknowledge it so that there can be peace. Peace is more than the absence of strife. It is the manifestation of presence. The presence of God will accompany that because he said he would. And we would become known and will become known as the children of God. There's no other way to describe us. It's not, well, you know, they're kind of like the children of Jack over here. Or they're like Mabel's children. Or they're like the children of Africa. Or they're like the children of Israel. Or they're like the children of Mexico. They're like the children of France. They're like the children of America. No, the children of... How do you, I, 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 children of God, because they're so like God. The only way we can be described, we're like God. We're not looking for people to worship us, of course not. Worship God, but we're cities on a hill, the city of God, visible, identifiable. And one of the ways that we are identifiable is that presence of peace that comes when things are in right order relationally. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much 
for the practicality of your word, God, really how it weaves its way into our lives, helps us deal with real issues so that we don't walk around with dirt on our face and no one's telling us about it. Thank you that you give us the ability to love each other beyond just tolerating each other, but really caring for each other and our willingness to go through the rock tumbler of life together. Father, thank you for the correction that you provide by your spirit, by your word, and through others. And we receive that, and also that we would be that tool in your hands to bring about correction in other people's lives. That as we tumble together, we would be willing to provide that so that there would be growth and maturity and we can have the depth of our lives be in a way that is so evident you are willing to abide there, that we can host your presence. Father, we thank you, we honor you, and we exalt your name, and we stand here as Jesus, praying in his name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, folks, I love you. If you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at lifearoundthefire at gmail.com. We will get back in touch with you. In the meantime, God bless you. Adios, amigos.